welcome to She Knows Arsenal. My name is Jessica and I'm your host and you can follow me on Twitter at Itchtessino. On today's show, we're going to be doing our Premier League predictions. So this is going to be where we go through our predictions for how the season is going to pan out in terms of where everybody is going to finish. We'll talk about who we think is going to actually win the league, who's going to make it into Europa League, Champions League, who's going to survive the relegation scrap and who's going to inevitably end up getting relegated. So we'll talk about all those things. And in between there, we'll also kind of discuss who we think might be the top goal scorer, the golden boot winner, who will be the best young player, the player of the season and all that kind of stuff as well. We want to make it as interactive as possible. So you guys let us know in the chat box what you think, if you disagree with us, if you agree with us or whatever. And then we have a community poll going on right now that you can vote in and let us know who you think is going to be the golden boot winner. I think I put Harry Kane, Romelu Lukaku, and Mohamed Salah. And at the moment, it looks like Romelu Lukaku is winning at 33%. And there's also 27% that said other. So you guys can also let us know in the comments who you think is going to be the top goal scorer and all that. So yeah, it's going to be a really interactive show. We're gearing up um, for the new season. This is a part of the build-up series. And tomorrow we'll do an Arsenal-focused prediction show where we'll talk about like specifically Arsenal, how much, how many goals we think we're going to score, top goal score, top assister, all that kind of stuff. So but we're just kind of easing into it. I have Souls here with me, George, and Harry as well. And before I introduce them, I want to introduce you guys to the membership scheme that we have now at She Knows Arsenal. A lot of you guys have been asking for more exclusive content and for us to post more and all that kind of stuff. So now I'm going to be giving that to you guys. Memberships will be starting tomorrow. So when you guys come to the channel and you look at the subscribe button right next to it, it'll say join and it'll give you all of the different levels and the different tiers of memberships that you can be a part of. And nothing costs more than $5. So it is really affordable per month and you do get quite a bit. So I do have a little slide here for you guys. So the membership perks, and obviously there's different tiers to it. So maybe your tier doesn't include this, but ultimately loyalty badges are included, priority replies to comments, exclusive members only videos, member only live streams as well. So every single month I'll be having a special guest coming through and we'll be doing like live Q and A's with special guests. And for members, that'll be just for them, and you guys can ask as many questions as you want to those um, those exclusive guests as well. Um, we'll connect on social media. I will follow the members, you know, so if you guys want to talk to me more on social media, you can. Appearance opportunities on live podcasts, so you will have a chance to be on our live post-match show, be a part of the panel, have your say and all of that, and priority on call-in shows too. So when we do our call-in shows for instant reaction, you guys will be first in line so that you can have your say. So we're trying to make things more interactive here and give you guys more opportunities to talk to us and, and have your say out loud to everybody else. Kind of like having your own podcast, isn't it? So if you're thinking, well, what if I don't want to become a member? Is all the, the content going to go away? Absolutely not. There's still a lot of free content that's going to be out there for you guys. I just want to give you guys a rundown of the schedule starting next week. On Mondays, we'll have our live post-match show. That's going to be just a longer form show that's also going to be avail available on audio, just reviewing our previous match. On Tuesdays, we'll be doing Tactical Tuesday. That's going to be a tactical breakdown of the, the previous game, and that will be a members-only show. 
on Thursday slash Friday, whichever we decide, we'll do our live match preview. And then on game days, we'll have live watch alongs. Those are for specific shows. We've already picked them out. We have about seven shows in already. And if, you know, we get into some so further along in cups and stuff like that, we'll probably add those as well. And then live match reaction call-in shows, as I said before. So for She Knows Arsenal, there's going to be a lot of stuff coming, you know, for you guys. And we hope that you like it, you know, so it's all for you guys. And again, don't feel pressure to like become a member. There's still going to be plenty of free content for you guys. So let's go ahead and get started. Here's our tears. Here's Souls. Here's Harry. And here's George. The whole gang is here. Woo! I'm so excited. When's the last time we all been here together? It feels like a minute, hasn't it? It's been a while. It's been a while. Hello, everyone. <laughs> We, we've got him back from the cold, guys. You know, they, they whisked him away. He was just on the island. It's all right. He just had to make a guest appearance on there. <laughs> Look, guys, I was actually in Rome because I had to uh, put all the granite stuff back into his boxes, <laughs> ship it back over. Um, and he's got a lot of clothes, a lot of stuff, you know. So, yeah, I've just been going back and forth. Look, it looks like you've been I'm licking back. some I'm of back. it. <laughs> yeah, I have, yeah. He gave it to me. It's, it's, it's funny because I do think that the last time that we may have spoken, like, are all been together. I think Granit Xhaka was on his way out. So I yes. think it's been a minute because we, have, we haven't actually gotten the opportunity to talk to you since you know that Granite is staying. So you want to gloat a little bit? You want to have a little fun with it? Are you good or or what, no, Harry? I know you're super happy. <laughs> no, I'm good. I'm good. I don't need I don't want to gloat. <laughs> Uh, I'm happy he's staying. Uh, I'm happy he hasn't been like forced out. Uh, but I hope we sign, you know, some more players to uh, to strengthen the squad, so we don't leave Granite exposed. Um, yeah, but it's all good for me. It's all good. It's a good a good uh, extension because he's a good player. That's it. That's it. I'm not going to gloat. I'm not gloating. It's really hard for me not to gloat. <laughs> that is so really high of you. I would have yeah, exploded. Yeah, yeah no, I'm like, I was so waiting hard. for a little what bit. Is of this? Like a, yeah, it's like, where, where's the gloating? I don't see it, you know. But ultimately, like, you know, we still have a little bit of ways to go in the transfer window. We don't know what's going to happen. I do anticipate Jacka being here, but hopefully, there'll be some other players available or other players that we bring in and we can get excited about that. And obviously, we, we also did predictions and nothing has came to fruition yet. In our group chat, there's some people that are acting as though their predictions have already come true. And I they said, Shock a new deal. Shock a new deal. Well, I, I saw that Odegaard wants to leave Real Madrid. So maybe that's still. No, no, but Shaka did sign a new deal. So I did get one. I got one. I feel like that was already in the works when we did that. Uh, no one disagreed at the time. Everyone let me have it. So did I do the uh, layup of Willock to, to Newcastle? Or did, I, I don't remember if I did, but. I don't I think, think that counts. Did, did I? It, it was, That's a layup though, right? Yeah, it was a layup. It was a layup. <laughs> so, so you guys, again, make sure that you um, are in the chat box and letting us know what you guys think. What we're going to do is we're going to start, well, we're going to start with our tier maker and we're going to go from relegated up to the champions. So we'll start with kind of the teams that we think are not going to quite make it. Hopefully the teams that we're able to um, destroy this season. I would love to see us batter some of these teams, you know, because that's what it's about, right? We have to be able to beat the small teams. So I'll start with George first. Who would you like to put in this relegated pile here? I think we have three spaces for it. So 
Yeah. Let's see what you got to say. So, so I've got two certainties and one surprise. I feel like everyone's got that when they do these relegated shows. So I think Norwich go right back down. Um, they lost Emmy Buendia. I don't think that they've really recruited quite well. And I still have this feeling that Todd Cantwell might leave as well with uh, with Villa. So if he goes as well, I, I think they've literally gutted their creative hub. And so I think they go straight back down. Um, another one is Burnley. I don't see where the goals, they were very, very close to going down for me um, last year. And so I, I really felt as though Burnley are going to really struggle to get those goals again. And I think that with the return to fans, we're looking at a lot more goals and kind of return to normal. So I think they do go down. And then lastly, it's going to be a surprise, uh, but Southampton. And it's because for me, they've lost their best striker. They're most likely going to lose Vestergaard, who probably will be going to Leicester by according to reports. And if that happens, they really are in for a treat. I don't know if I rate Hasenhutl as well as other people as well. And if you take away their main goal threat and their leader in defense, that's just A1 for getting rele relegated for me, particularly with their transition. You know, Vestigar really held their defense and Ings was a huge part of just turning their close games into wins. So yeah, uh, that's my surprise. But Watford is very lucky to, just to escape. Like they were very neck and neck for me, but I need to have a surprise for myself. So yeah, I went with Southampton. So I'm a little bit different than you. Um, well, first of all, your surprise of Southampton is not a surprise to me because I have them in my bottom three. Oh, I have wow. them at 18th. I think they're going down. I really do. I think the recruitment hasn't been good enough. They sold yeah. one of their best players. They they were – it's so funny because last season they were, like, all the way up at the top. And, you know, the Southampton admin was, you know, we're going to win the league, stop the count. And, I mean, <laughs> they were lucky to finish where they did last season. So for me, Southampton goes down. Norwich, for me, goes down. I just, like you, I feel that you bring in a Josh Sargent, who I think is the the key to Cantwell leaving. I think Cantwell, like, just like you do, I think he goes to Aston Villa. But Josh Sargent, love him, but he doesn't score. He's not going to score enough goals, you know, so they're going to lack goals again and lack creativity as well. And then I actually have Watford. I think that they're going to go down. I don't see anything about that team that says they're going to be able to fight it out. So I have them in my bottom three. Souls, what do you think? Well, all right. I've got no surprises whatsoever. Did Firstly, you pick the, the three coming up? No, 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 didn't. no, 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 no. But we'll get to that. I don't want to say anything. But Burnley can just piss right off. I can't be honest. I, I don't want another season with Burnley. So they, I hope they go down. I'm sorry if you're a Burnley fan, but I just can't be asked. Um, so they, Norwich, which is two predictable teams. And I've got Watford going down. I just don't... I just don't see what they've done that's, for me, enough for a team that's come up that's really going to really challenge... Um, I've tried looking out for them and just seeing what they bought in. They bought in like all right players, like they're not world beaters, but I'm guessing they can't do that anyway. But I don't know. I don't know if it's enough. Like I know they've got Danny Rose. I'm no look, you know, you can you can think he's a shit player, but for a team like Watford, that's a good good recruit, like a Premier League proven player. Um they've got I think Joshua King's come in. Um but other than that, I don't really know much about who they've actually bought in. So, plus as Mela Sar uh, souls, like I, I think that duo with gone. King, 
he, he's there. He's not gone, but he's there. And I think him and Joshua King are going to be just enough for goals. And uh, look, if, if Southampton go and they replace, you know, Ings quite well, I actually think that access of Danny Rose with Ismail Asar and then, you know, Josh King as your reference, that's going to be their route. <laughs> They're just going to repeat yeah. that. I think yeah. that's got enough goals for me. Yeah, I still think they're going down. Mm-hmm. I just don't. I just. I think. I think. Yeah, goal wise, yes, but you've also got to have a good core, which I don't think they've got. Is Troy Deeney still playing, or is he a pundit now? Is he like one of those that just shows up when he feels like it? You know, kind of like part time. Player pundit. He's such an asshole. I can't stand him. My gosh, Harry, <laughs> do you have anything different, or what do you think? Oh, I mean, I've changed it quite a lot just listening to you guys because a few kind of uh, players that, I've, that I forgot about. So, <laughs> I mean, originally I went with Norwich, Watford and Burnley. But as we were talking about Watford, I was like, oh, yeah, you know, Joshua King and Saab. So I'm going to change it a little bit. Uh, this is almost like what I want to happen as well. So not mm. not necessarily what I'm predicting to happen. Um, obviously, you know, I want Spurs to go down, but it's not going to happen. So I'm going to go Norwich, Burnley and Brighton. I think oh. that I feel like this whole Grand Potter thing just annoying me a little bit. So I'm like, you know what? <laughs> let's let's relegate Burn. Let's relegate Brighton. Let's get rid of Brighton. So I'm going to go Brighton, even though I love Welbeck, and that's why I can't put Southampton down there because I like Theo too much and I don't want him to go down. And I do love Welbeck, so it's really hard. But Gosh, I'm going to go. I'm going to go. Yeah, I am too. I'm going to go Norwich, uh, Burnley. Please, please. Let's just. Get rid of them for a couple of seasons and Brighton. So I think two of us, so two of you guys chose Burnley, didn't you? Yeah, uh, three. three, three actually. Okay, yeah. so yeah. Burnley yeah. and then so I, I want to put Southampton in there. I really, I really do too. I want to. I feel like I feel like Shea Adams. Uh, there's, there's enough goals in it. I feel like they play yeah, such yeah, like tight. No, no I feel like they play such tight defensive football that I just feel like they're with Vestergaard, they'll stay up. Yeah, <laughs> with Vestergaard gone though, we we we've got to go. I got told we've got to go off of what's happened now, not what could happen. That's mm. how I've been predicting. Mm. Have, have they replaced Ings or? I think I with think uh, no. no, they did with Adam Adam Armstrong, I believe. Oh yeah, they have yeah oh. from Blackburn, yeah. But they, I, mean, I, I don't see it. But I'm not. I've, a I've actually watched a few of their highlights pre-season. I have seen Theo score some goals, so I'm just feeling extra nostalgic. Watford so, or yeah. Southampton? Watford or Southampton? I don't know Watford for me, but oh, out of them two, I would say Southampton. Same. It's Southampton, Southampton as well. I, I lose, I lose. But Watford's close. I like Watford, Watford, got... Watford automatically goes relegation survivors. Then I feel like yeah. Watford will play with more with more personality, more maybe aggression. There's a few. Players exactly. in there who have a little bit more bite about it. So I, 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 I think that might put them in good stead. <laughs> I mean, um, I think Watford go down as well, but we we have to find a a happy medium, and I think that feels comfortable. If Burnley like, go down, I'm more than happy. More. Yeah, I'm sick of them. I'm so sick of them, and I I mm. don't like turf more. Remember when Arteta complained about the field? <laughs> Do you remember that? He was like, "Oh, they forgot to yeah. water the, the water the pitch." Oh, yeah, I remember yeah. that. I remember, and that. it was like so embarrassing. I was like, "No, Arteta, don't do that." Do I just can't either. stand Sean Dyche. I'm sure he's a lovely man. I, yeah, he yeah. seems like a lovely man, but but just his whole like so, just his whole. You know, you know what it like, is, guys. I think the reason I like the logic for this is 
I'm seeing a lot of returns to like typical patterns that we're going to see in the Premier League with fans. And I think this is important because the teams that are more likely to want to sit back and want to make close games benefited from COVID. Making games yeah. tight and making games on moments benefited those teams. And I really feel as though the most important thing are A, goals, but also defensive solidity. And that's a big reason why, you know, Burnley have managed, just managed the last couple seasons. But in terms of goals and big moments, I don't know if they have enough where some of these teams that have, you know, come up, like even your Brentford, who I think is going to surprise a lot of people. Mm-hmm. I don't believe you can say that they have that combo of defensive solidity, but also guaranteed goals. They definitely have the defensive solidity. They definitely have that kind of makeup, but I don't think you can make games zero, zero, you know, kind of one nils throughout the entirety of a season with fans. Um, So I do think that they do go down. Can I just say like, so the whole thing is like, obviously when you do stuff like this, some of it comes with like logic and what they've done in the transfer (laughs) window, what they did last season. And some of it is just straight up agenda. Some people you just want to see go down. And then also like the idea that every logic is the only thing like you guys, nothing is played on paper. There are a lot of teams that you think do are going to do better and do worse, you know? So there is a chance that Burnley maybe isn't as good as they were last season or they can't find the goals or whatever. And quite frankly, I'm, I'm happy with agenda. Let them go down. Okay. Cause I am tired <laughs> of going to turf more. I am so tired of them. I'm sure Jacka doesn't like them either. Put his hand around what's his name's throat, you know, but won't say any more about that. Let's see what we got. What we have here. Oh, relegated survivors. Yeah, but I want to do one of these two. So who do you guys have for top assister? Let's go into that one. Who's going to have the most assists? This is a difficult one, isn't it? Oh, you know? Is it? Oh, it's clear it's for me. Not, it's not. It's clear for me, yeah. too. It, it's it's Kevin Kevin De Bruyne. We've all gone. Yeah. Ah, yeah. Say, I, I did think we'd all go the same, yeah. Yeah, it's got to be my guy. My guy, KD. Which I hate, by the Harry way. Kane more than likely is going... I just think he's going to boss it for me. He's going to break the record. He's going to have a big season this season. Yeah. I, I actually think he might break the assist record. Yeah, I think he's got 100%. one more big season. Not that he's going to turn shit the following season, but more in the sense that I don't really think he's got like a, a statement season in, in a sense. He's always been unreal, but I really think he has a statement season. I think he breaks the record this season. He's been so close, and I think he does it this season. Yeah. Well, maybe if yeah, he has a, a Harry Kane, you know, instead of Jesus, who I love. I love Gabriel Jesus, but he likes to miss chances. Um, if you have a Harry Kane in front of you that's used to living off of scraps, you know, they'll probably yeah. be able to he'll, – he'll get more assists. You know, I think it, some of it has to do with his team members, not so much him. But, yeah, we'll, we can go with Kevin De Bruyne. I think that's a safe – and I hate Choice. it though, by the way, because he's going to get the king's record, and I re- and I just I just see it, man, too. And I'm going to have to go I off. Mean, Twitter. But the king was a was a striker, you know. So it's, I know, but it's still, kind of it one just, of those things where it's like, well, you're you're a midfielder. It was a stick that you should, could beat you know? everyone with, where it was yeah. like, yeah, not only is he the undisputed striker, but guys, he's also had an assist record that hasn't been broken, and it's just I, I just see it. I'm going to have to yeah, go off even, Twitter even for that being day. Second, right, like to a midfielder is fine. <laughs> I know. Like, yeah, and arguably one of the best midfielders to grace the Premier Madison, League as well. Sancho, Sancho, definitely KDB, Trent. Um, Ooh, okay. that's, that's a big call. Yeah, I mean Trent will definitely Jay. get Trent will definitely get a lot of assists, but, yeah. but yeah, Not, I suppose it, Keenan says Mason Mount. I don't think so. 
I don't think no. so. I don't. I don't think he's going to be the one feeding the ball to Lukaku. I just think it's going to be everyone. I think their their assists are going to be everywhere. Not yeah. just one player. Me too. Me too. I agree. So yeah. Oh, Harry Kane. Yeah. So we have some different differing opinions, but I think it's we can easily go with KDB and not feel like we're deluded. Can I just answer the Grealish one? Because a lot of people put. I the only yeah. reason that I think Grealish will have, a, he can have a really good season. But I just don't know how much you'd be played. That's my only concern. I mean, we'll talk oh, about. I think he'll play. I think he'll play. Every I think game. he'll play. I I just I don't think, think it'll be well. a slow. I think it'll be a slow transition uh, into that into that team. I think, I think he's, uh, he's going to be like Mares. I really think he's exactly. going to struggle to play the that freedom. systematic way without the the freedom. Yeah. But we can talk about it a little bit during like the biggest flop because I do want to bring this up. But there has to be a threshold to how. We have to be able to say, like, okay, well, what makes Grealish successful at $100 million for City? When you spend $100 million on somebody, I feel like that has to guarantee you the Champions League or the Premier League or something. can't just be spending $100 million on Grealish, who's not, you know. No, with the Premier League, lot. even if he came or didn't come. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I'm I not sure. Well. I, I'm not sure. I I don't think they win it this season, to be honest. Ooh, we can talk about that alert. later. Oh, yeah. That, that, that's that. jumping the there's gun a lot, There's a lot of spoilers here. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> slow, okay. steady. Yeah, very steady. Very steady. Very slow. Let's get there gradually, okay? We need to get there gradually. We need to keep people interested, you know? Let's not sell it too early, hell. okay? Who's going to win the league, guys? Who knows? Stay tuned to find out more. Okay. Wait, I thought we were getting relegated. Well... Well, we're not. So, but let's let's um wow. let's go to who else is going to survive relegation. We have two more teams that we can put there. Okay, two hmm. more. I think I'm, Brighton. I, I Brighton, have Brighton. Newcastle. I have Brighton in there as well. Harry, do you have Brighton or no? Um. Well, I, yeah, I, I was saying Brighton might go down. So Brighton, yeah, pretty much. If that's yeah. the bottom and three, Newcastle. Yeah. Put them in there. Yeah. 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 I, I have Newcastle. Also, I've also got a weird feeling about Wolves this year. I think Wolves may struggle. Um, be so yeah, oh yeah, of course, yeah, I, Brentford as well. I, I had I had like Southampton to just survive, but um, that would be yeah, it'd be Newcastle then. But Brentford is a strange one, you know. I, I could also see them coming and doing really. They're mid table really well. for me. Yeah, I they're going to do really well. I don't, I don't see mid table. They're going to do really well. They've they're got an excellent. Really... I actually have them a shout for maybe their coach is unbelievable. He could win, um, you know, kind of coach of the year. To be honest with you, um... he's got really, really good coach. Yeah, I'm push back mm -hmm. on that just a little bit. I know we like I... the way that they're run and they play nice and all that, but they really, mm, for me, I'm just I see Ivan Tony. Barely... I get that, but it's a Premier League. You know, I don't think it's yeah, not always going to Yeah, but you know translate. what? They played, they, no, no, but they played the style right. Yeah. That's the they, thing. They played their way that translates well yeah. for me. I think part of the reason that a lot of these teams have faltered coming up to the Premier League is they abandoned they their the style. Yeah. yeah. So you can put Bradford on the table. Oh, hundred percent. They're not Leeds fine. Okay. I think I got right, Newcastle. So we've got to vote it. We've got to vote it. Really. Okay, so we've got Newcastle or Brentford. I'm going Newcastle. Oh, 100% Newcastle. For I would put I would put Wolves in there. I think Wolves is is looking dead. They've got well, better. They've got a better. They've got a better floor. They've got a better floor compared to Newcastle for me because they're gonna have Joe Willick. I don't think Joe Willick is gonna have the same amount of form that he's had last season though. That's that's oh, the man. issue. You guys are gonna I do don't... Newcastle dirty, aren't you? 
Well, no, because I actually think goals are an issue for them, really. And, and you know, I but I know that it is as well. They can't no, score no, 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 for their but, lives. But Jimenez is coming back. We'll and... really good even I with him, so. they couldn't score. Even with him, they had a poor goal scoring record. I mean, they don't. They literally don't score goals. Pedro Neto will come Trent, back as Trent well mid season. Um, you know, they got Traore. Uh, they still got the attacking potency that you just can't mm-hmm. really question it compared to Newcastle, at least. If, if I were going through a forward line where both are going to be compact, which they're going to try to be, I don't think Who they will. Who has the better successful. defense? Wolves does. Wolves, Wolves does. For sure. 100%. Yeah. I I I they think they. Honestly, I don't think I could tell you Newcastle defense. <laughs> I just can't. Even, I can't even like, there's already their players. Well, no, well, but also got, one thing really. I do want to say is they've also so got Trincao on loan, which for me I think mm-hmm. that solves a lot of their creativity issues, and he can play anywhere across the Trincao's front in terms too. of. Yeah, I think I think Trincao's a brilliant loan move for them. Obviously, yeah. I've seen him in I've seen him in La Liga pretty much every single game Bas played last season and he was instrumental. He p- actually played more games than Pedri did and actually got more trust in than Pedri and Pedri's the one killing it right now. So, I think Trincao will translate and help them with some of their issues in terms of their goals expectancy. So, I think I don't I think mid-table is right for them. No more, you guys. Okay. I got this all written down. I can't <sighs> wait. I can't wait. Y'all be no car. But Brentford is just barely making it. I'm gonna be like I think they're gonna be pretty comfortable. They're gonna be very well. They're gonna do exactly like how Leeds did. I don't think they're gonna be absolutely clear, but they're definitely gonna play really great football. Jess they're gonna have a good season. Jess is not, I've never seen a head nod so much. Like, I know. <laughs> normally we flip. Whip my hair back and forth. I whip my hair back. Jess is not having it. No, I She's gotta like stick with it. I gotta stick with what how what I really think. But we'll we'll put Newcastle there, put Wolves at mid table. Mm. I think they're gonna struggle. And then um we have how many more spaces for mid-table? a lot. This one has seven, doesn't it? This one has seven. So I I know we can throw a couple more. Oh yeah, Crystal Palace will get mid table. Palace. Crystal Palace, yeah. Mid-table. Who by the way, I I love them, but I don't know if they do as well as what we really hope either. So Palace We're just hoping. I mean, Palace, yeah, I know. And I think people may hope that it, he even gets some of this weird, like, Europa League finish. But no, I, I really do think they're that classic team that bought well, according to everybody. And um, it doesn't translate, really. Mm-hmm. And so they're, they're going to be very mid-table for me. Yeah, um, I think they'll. I think they'll always be over reliant on Zaha as well until they actually buy a, you know a proper striker, uh, Benteke, yeah. and uh, you oh, aren't really going to consistently out get your goals. And Eze's out. And Eze's out. Yeah. Even yeah. Olise is not going to hit the ground running. I think he does. I don't think so. What What is this? He does, George. I George. I love the distribution. From isn't he from? He's from uh, he, Reading. No, 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 but you can't do that. As he came from QPR, like you can't yeah. say because he came from Reading, like he can't. I get... think he's. I think it's going to be a slow burner for him. I think he's. He's. Yeah, but Eze wasn't adapt. like that. He came. He came from. But Reading. you know why? Different. You know why? You know. You know who did fail? It was uh, who was the? Oh God, we were linked to him. Ben Rama. Ben Rama didn't have the greatest mm-hmm. of seasons last season, and there's a reason yeah. that that happened because when you look yeah. at players that are explosive over five yards, bingo. Uh, and those that are athletes and able to compete, I don't think Olise either factored on the system as well. A lot of his creativity was individual, and he's an mm-hmm. absolute athlete. That's somebody I would have wanted for Arsenal. I think he's a great, great player. He translates awesome to this to this league for me. And even Ivan Tony, 
very similar, these physical, strong strikers and players that don't rely on system. That's, that's the big thing for me. So they have variety to their game, and that's exactly why I think they thrive here. But, um, yeah, I think Palace is mid-table as well. <laughs> I have a, um, a one that I want to throw in mid-table that people may not agree with, but I think West Ham struggles because oh. they're in Europa League. I don't really think that mm. – I think they were more of an anomaly than anybody else. You know, I think their squad is just okay. And then when you add the factor of Europa League and stretching that thin squad out with the limited, you know, improvements that they've truly made, I think they are just right there mid-table because there's going to be other teams that did not get Europe that have improved us, Villa, and Everton in particular – and I think we'll we'll be closer to those Europa League spots than they will. So I'd like to throw West Ham in mid-table. Totally I agree. I think with only, um, with only Antonio up front as well, it's going to be hard for them to consistently yeah. score goals. And because Antonio also has his fitness injuries. Though Ben Rama, I was watching a few of their pre-season uh, highlights the other day. Ben Rama has looked quite bright this season. So I think it's going to be a tricky one. They do have a small squad, but it feels like it's there's enough players there to cover certain areas. So, but I, I think you're right. I think they'll, um, I think they'll struggle more this year, especially without Lingard potentially. Uh, and I also think, I know you just mentioned them. I think Aston Villa are going to have um, a mediocre season. Uh, can I just go um, on to West Ham quickly before like we move on from? No, yeah. no, you can't. Sorry. Harry <laughs> <laughs> no, is back. <laughs> no, no, so I was gone. No. Gone, buddy. I just, I just wanted to say the reason why I think they could get a Europa League shout is because, the reason they struggled previously to last season was more because of their whole sort of toxic fan base and the way that there was a lot of booing in the stadium. You've got to mm. think about the toxic atmosphere that was there. But I think with the freak season they've got, with the fans coming back, I think there's going to be a buzz around the place. I don't think it's going to be as bad as it was. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe they've still not let it go. Maybe You know why, Souls? I think it's the same team, but you take out Lingard now and you don't have a dedicated striker. That form returns. I think a big mm. part of why that they've been able to do this is because without fans, they're one of the teams that benefits from those tight games, right? Those tight margins about swinging things. And I really do believe Take them into Europe. I agree with Jess. You add a team that's in Europe who's never historically done it, not got a pedigree. You have basically the same team without huge additions because Lingard isn't coming back. There's no big striker. The, the only way you cope with it is by signing, you know, squad reinforcements because otherwise, you know, those players simply wouldn't have done that before. Not many yeah. of those players would have played 50 games a season, so they will struggle. But Antonio up front, you know, is incredibly effective for them, incredibly effective. So they don't have that... that that recognisable striker, but Antonio for West Ham is that recognisable <laughs> number nine. Like he's that guy. So I think it'll be interesting to see how they cope. But um, uh, we'll have to see. <laughs> you're right. I, I think Gunner, West Ham might surprise you. See, Devlin Gunner, um, it's censorship. It's ridiculous. <laughs> it um, really is. I'm like, why is George like disagreeing with me so much today? I can literally can't. No, you know what? I've got something to go, for Villa too, but Harry, okay, you, go, you, you yeah. brought them up because yeah. yeah do it. No, yeah, I was, I was just going to say to go back to Villa. I just think yeah. that um, I think they'll really, really struggle without Jack Greenish, and I mm. I know effectively they effectively they've signed Buendia and they're looking to you know spread spread the workload as it were. I just think they'll struggle, and there was a few times last season where they looked really, really average, and I just think that they're not as good as maybe we think they are, and I think you can get at Mings, you can get at Konza. Um, I think you can get at their fullbacks. I know we're not great, 
Uh, but I just feel like they might struggle this year. And, and I also want them to struggle this year because I don't like Aston Villa. <laughs> yes, I like that energy. George, what do you have to say about Villa? Because I, I have my little, um, my notes here as well. I'll, I'll keep it, I'll keep it short. Uh, Any time that you have th- more than three to five starting additions into a lineup, they always struggle. I've not seen a team successfully been able to bet in like five signings into their starting 11 um, and, and see them uh, thrive really. And you know what? It's even worse in the attack. When you do those things, you need that, those attacking patterns to be a little bit more um, due to like variety and chance. So this is how you build a great attack. It's not really due to specific systems. And I think Grealish covered a lot of mass in their progression, right? They, they've got some great attackers, who all names that I think everyone individually loves, but no one solved the progression issue. So Grealish was a two-man threat in both final third um, efficiency, but also a second phase dictator. He used to come back deep, pick the ball up from the goalkeeper at will, progress them up the pitch. I don't think they've replaced there. They've replaced up the pitch in terms of goals and creativity in the final third, but they have not replaced effective enough in the progression. And so, yeah, for me, I think um, Villa are basically the personification of Palace, where I did say similar, where you've got all these great names, but they may fail. I think it's even worse to Villa. Villa's the uh, poster boy for that for myself. Yeah, my thing with Villas is just, you know, I understand that when you see a significant amount, meaning like three players come in quite quickly, back to back to back, you get excited about all these players coming through. But let's think about them individually. Like the difference between Villa with Jack Grealish and without Jack Grealish is the difference between being in European spaces and being like below us mid table, you know, so that's a huge drop. For a team so you're basically trying to replace four like almost four positions like that's mm-hmm. that's a lot four spaces in the table is a lot of space like of talent to make up so when you look at Buendia great player coming from the championship as well if we had signed Buendia Ings and Bailey I don't think we would think that we we're going to propel ourselves that much forward because if it was us you would be saying we signed a championship player probably going to need some adaptation a broke down center forward that's probably going to be a backup and Bailey who's going to need some time adapting who I don't think is any better than Bakayo Saka or Nicola Pepe I've watched him play I watched the Bundesliga he's not all that so from all of that I'm like okay so does that replace Jack Grealish it looks good it's shiny it's new I think they need to adapt and then see what they're going to do but is it going to increase them four spots I don't really know and is it going to get them above the Leicesters, the Liverpools, it's going to give them a, I don't think so. So for me, I'm thinking top mid table for them. So the biggest thing to me, and I just want to address, I don't know if people have thought tactically about Villa, about where they've replaced. And I know it's a little thing and I don't want to be this annoying tactico, but look, Grealish operates in the left half space. Okay. Grealish was responsible for their left half space production. They rarely use the right and they use the right really for their outlets. What have they bought? They bought Ings, Leon Bailey, and, Buendia, where are those players best? Ings, he's a floating striker. He'll bag goals wherever. No problems. Um, Leon Bailey had his best season as an outlet right wing for Leverkusen. When he did go on the left wing, while it simplified his game, he's very much like Pepe, and he is an outlet right winger. But now you've got Buendia. Now you've got this similar Saka-Odegaard issue that we've got, and they have not replaced the progression down the left. And so they've done it through the right, and if they're going to switch systems, very cool. I don't mind. But how are you going to fit John McGinn, who's best as a free eight on the right side? I don't know. 
And so for me, I just see a mismatch here of great individual players, but not necessarily the greatest thought process, particularly down the left, because Leon Bailey struggles much more on the left than he did on the right. He's much better as an outlet on the right. And if he does go on the left, you'll use him as an outlet. It's not that they can't, but he absolutely is more clinical off the right. And so if you're looking for him for goals, that won't help the progression issues that Jack Grealish is doing the entire season, by the way. That won't help how they progressed up the pitch through the left. And so, yeah, it, it's going to be interesting for me. In fact, I actually think they may go 4-4-2. This is a surprise shout. Everyone knows I'm a person who thinks 4-4-2 is coming back with Leicester. But when I look at their squad, I would really go 4-4-2, to be honest with you. You've got Watkins and Ings up front as a strike partnership. That could be tasty. You've got McGinn in there. You've got also, oh gosh, Douglas Louise, right? And then you can start to see maybe they do go 4-4-2. Maybe that's better in terms of how they're doing it. But I really think they'll struggle because they haven't replaced from the left from me. And that was a big part of their system. And they've replaced it with players on the right who don't know each other, by the way. So that's the big issue with Villa for me. Yeah, and I, I think, you know, some people in the comments are obviously not feeling this because, you know, all the players that they brought in are good. But, like, the players that we brought in are also good. Like, you know what I mean? But we're not getting the same – we're not getting the same vibes. Like, you know, every team, like, is going to improve. And we were better than them last season without Jack Grealish, you know, and that's what they don't have now. So if we improve and they improve, are they going to be in front of us? Probably not. They just have brought it – I mean, they brought in three players and so did we. Why don't we rate our players the same? Like, I don't really understand. I get – Buendia is like this and that, but like Ings has not scored more goals than Lacazette in this league, except for one season. And Lacazette is dead, isn't he? Like, so let's just add a little bit of context. I'm not saying that they're going to be bad. I just feel like the, once we start getting into these upper tiers, like we'll see, like it's tough in there. We're not talking about just like four good teams. We're talking about like eight teams that are really competing in there. So when I look at it, I'm like, I think Aston Villa will be upper mid table which is still a competitive space considering you still have Everton and Leicester and Liverpool and us and Spurs still in there. Like that's a lot. We were eighth Jess and we were six points off of top four. I really think people need in the comments need to understand that the point difference is not as great as what it used to be. And so when you're looking at these spots, right? Eighth is technically mid table by these definitions, you know, they're not in the Europa league. Right? So when you're looking at those places right now, you have to understand that the gap from last season was legitimately six points from here to the Champions League. So when you're looking at some of the top of the mid-table groups, up until Europa League and even at the top of the Champions League, that gap was six points. So it, these, these are a lot closer. Just to back up your point about it being closer than maybe we do think. I, I also think Everton, you got to plop them in there at mid-table for me. The Rafa Benitez effect it 100% is going to make them solid, but I don't think they've got the squad to challenge in the Europa League places. But Rafa, you have to bookmark this. He will absolutely squeeze every ounce out of that squad. He's an excellent appointment, underrated for me, a coach I really, really like, um, against my principles, by the way, not attacking at all, but the way he gets the most out of his squads is unparalleled for me, except for maybe Ancelotti kind of over their careers. So the, these are these are very good coaches. So I think Everton will be mid-table regretfully, but that's more on squad quality than the coach. I want to show you guys something really quick as well, just because I know people don't want to see this, but this is a big part of like kind of my research when I was doing this. Like I tried to make sure to 
to, you know, think of some other things. So I just want to show this really quick. Um, oops, let's do this. Um, okay. So if you guys can like see this, like this is how many points we were able to gain in that second half of the season. <laughs> and like, I know people don't want to see this, but it's true. We finished off the season quite well once we kind of got our shit together. But I mean, this is with Mikel Arteta at the helm. Like, do you know what I'm saying? Like, I see this whole thing where Dean Smith is a better coach. So-and-so is a better coach. That is a better coach. Well, they had better teams and they got less points than us. Like, and we're talking about Aston Villa who lost their, I mean, obviously Jack Grealish wasn't there, but Dean Smith was still their coach. If our team is so dead and their team is so good, then why did they still finish below us? Look at their form, you know? So I just want to remind people that like, we may not like Arteta, but Arteta was able to kind of. And that should be 50, Jess, because, uh, that's uh, that's that's what twenty five games played. I know with the twenty six, uh, with the twenty six, you know, kind of since Boxing Day, we were absolutely second, um, yeah. actually, kind of in the end because United lost. So, yeah, yeah, it's just one of those things where I know we're like not happy where where we are, but you can't dispute the facts that at the end of the season or the second half of the season, Arteta coached us in a way that made us pretty fucking good like you know what i mean so i just want to put that out there with the yeah but we finished we eighth yes we finished eighth i know eighth i know that enough. aston villa finished like 10th like or whatever i get that this whole aston villa thing to me is just a little bit frustrating just because i get that they added players but so did we so why wouldn't we improve you know what i mean i don't really understand like what's the difference we added Harry, players and so Harry, did you they. know you know the whole world just loves to be rivals with arsenal with the most <laughs> irrelevant relevant club there is it's funny i mean i mean i i, I want to be really like respectful but sometimes i have trouble uh finding out or figuring out who some of our, our fans support it feels like you know, if we can beat our own club up, we will. And if we can, you know, talk talk bad about our, our manager or our players, we will. Like, I think we need to remember, like, sometimes love should be blind. There should be blind loyalty. You should really want to protect uh, your players and your manager at all costs, even if it defies logic, even if it's sometimes wrong, because, you know, we need to be loyal to the end. So, like, you know, here reading that like Villa have a better run club than us and they have a more of an identity. It's like, what does that mean? What does Villa having more of an identity mean? Like, why do they have more of an identity than us? I just don't understand. And they don't. So, they didn't. So tactically, they didn't. They were they were yeah. route one. Let, let's have it right. Tactically, they were route one with Grealish. They allowed him to free roll to kind of conduct their entire attack. Let's have it right in terms of actual objective quality. Once again, we bring up the Boxing Day, not just for context, but to understand that those were the first times that those profiles were able to be called upon. And I think we'll have a debate about, you know, Arsenal. And really, we can kind of do that tomorrow, in a sense. <laughs> but I feel like if we're going to keep comparing in the comments Arsenal to these teams, it's just going to be a little bit boring because this is our outlook on the season as a whole. And don't worry, you guys got a whole Arsenal pod where we'll go in depth about why we've chosen where we are probably tomorrow so I, I don't know that's that's the only thing i'll say because it's getting a little boring to be honest with me and also if we got dean smith tomorrow a lot of our fans would be foaming at the mouth they'd be going mental so <laughs> let, let's not act like dean smith is the chosen one please anyway sorry moving on don't we have let's to throw to the, one more team in time. here leads 100 percent. and you know what um leads actually they're really unlucky because i debated no, no, i flirted no, no. with them and europa league just um, hates me no 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 i got leads in europa league do you oh, i have an i have an i have an agenda but my okay. agenda was not i had i had so, to be real 
they were good towards the end of last season. They really corrected a lot of their issues in terms of yeah. letting goals in. Yes. I think they're better this season. I think they nick they a spot. Are. And so, and so my logic, so look, Jess, I flirted and I hope people don't think it's biased, but it was, it was between them and Spurs. And for oh. me, and for me right now, because I, I think we can say that Kane is going right. So I'm factoring in a Kane loss with this and, it really does depend on who they replace him with, right? Like, I will be fair in that sense. So if they get a Martinez versus somebody like a Vlahovic, my, my opinion on this changes drastically. But Leeds, I, just to be safe, because I do think that we return back to normal, I had them mid-table, but literally by like a point or two. I, it was between them and Spurs for me. I don't know where everyone else had. So I'm happy flirting between the two, but... Oh, so that means Spurs go mid table. Yeah, I'm happy with yeah, that. Yeah, I think I'm gonna put them mid table. because <laughs> um, it feel it just feels right. It just feels right. So let's go feel ahead and put them. No, no, no. Yeah. Boop. You can barely even see their little chicken on the it's ball. Shit thing. anyway. Yeah. Their kit's made out of shit. Like literal <laughs> trash. The club is trash. It's cock on ball. Like yeah. <laughs> Do you, know, do you know why the beach ball was there? It's a, it's a future plan, right? So they do beach clean so they can make their shirts for their fans. Yeah. So. Do you guys think that Bamford's going to have a good season? Yeah. This um, six million says Bamford has second season syndrome and they finish mid-table. Nice. Oh, I love Patrick Bamford. I love Patrick Bamford. He's consistently, he's consistently inconsistent. <laughs> so yeah. I'm... No, I Patrick hate Bamford's no. Brilliant. To be fair, no, no, no. I'm gonna I'm gonna defend Patrick Bamford because it kills me that people are sitting here with this new like complete nine craze, and everyone wants a striker at Arsenal for some reason, uh, but no one mentions Patrick Bamford. Like he's in the last year of his contract. He absolutely is an excellent linking striker that gets consistent goals, constantly rakes high on XG, and it contributes in their counter press and does an unbelievable amount of work. He's got really most things that you want in the locker. He just isn't fashionable. And I really think that's legitimately it on the player he's himself. Not, he's not sort of like wasteful, though. But, but Souls, every striker is. Like, if you look at him, he's constantly up at the top for goals. He's constantly up in the top for expected goals. And he constantly works hard for the team. So I, I don't know. I love him. I always will defend Patrick Bamford. I don't think he's ever elite and he won't ever be elite. But he absolutely is a very top, top striker. And I don't think he gets second season syndrome at all because a lot of his goals weren't necessarily dependent on the system. He started to create those goals for himself towards the latter half of the season. I don't know if anybody tracked leads, but you know, they're, I really kind of admire Mar uh, Bielsa. So I did look at them quite a lot. And if you look, I mean, it's good. 17 goals, eight assists is pretty good. It's excellent. Yeah. When we so, did our, uh, it's our excellent. Signing, when we did the players that we wanted next summer, you know, I said, well, because that could only dream of those numbers. I think Patrick Bamford Ooh. is really, yeah, really, no, really good. Shit. Uh, oh, my gosh. Let's do let's do top score. Let's go around and say who we think are going to be our top score. We said who our top assister would be. That's KDB. George thinks it's Bamford at the moment. No, George, I don't. Do you think it's Bamford? No. Go ahead. Go ahead. Me? Um, uh, Mohamed Salah. Um, I don't think that they win the league, but Salah's going to bang goals for them. I actually think that, um, you know, Diego Jota will do really good for them this season too. He'll start mm -hmm. to kind of phase out one of the three. Uh, but, you know, Salah's always going to get you goals. That, that guy's a freak. I don't know if people actually look at his output to like games ratio in the last couple of years. But it's actually scary. It really is. I, I don't think that we're looking at, you know, anything beyond Mo Salah with only maybe Lukaku 
kind of challenging him, to be honest with you. I don't think Kane um, does the massive goal threat if he does move to City. I, I think he does kind of reduce his tally of goals, but he'll do a lot of work for the team. I, I just think it's either Lukaku and Salah, and I'm putting my money on Salah because he's done it more consistently. Souls, who do you think is going to be the top goal scorer? Uh, AFCON, so none of the African strikers, in my opinion, are going to miss a few games which may just... It's only four souls maximum. Yeah, but that's, but that's a lot of games if you're trying to chase a golden boot, in my opinion. Um, so not Aubameyang. So we don't have to worry about that at all. If, Ma- if Madison came in, probably. But uh, currently, probably not. He's dead food at the moment. But um, I think... Um, uh, it hurts me to say it, but I think the, the bell end down the road, you know, Lukaku... Ooh, it's, it's hard. It's hard. To, it's hard, but I do. But if Kane gets a city move, it'll be interesting. I, I do. I. But then, but then he was a Bellin in the in the Euros and it trying to come back like a, a fucking quarterback. Just, mate, Kane, but off. Kane's done that even at England too, mate. Like I look at it, like look, if you're supposed to have like full freedom, which he will technically have at City, I think even yeah, at England, because he's an out and yeah. out striker, he doesn't really do much of. Like, I mean, he does try to link play, but like, he, he doesn't try and make it his game. He, he and Lukaku on form good. is the best number nine on the planet. Yeah. Facts. Yeah. Like, I, I, you can't be biased. Like, he, he on form right now, he's the best nine on the planet. Um, but I just, I, I personally go for experience right now. And Salah, for me, he'll always be there or thereabouts. And I, I think he creeps it personally. Harry, do you want to put Bamford in the ring or? <laughs> no, no, that's George. That's not Harry. No, Harry I love loves Bamford. Bamford. I love Bamford. But um, oh. I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go slightly left, and I'm gonna go off the back of the Euros and him being a people's champ. I'm gonna go Raheem Sterling. I think oh, yeah. uh I think he'll score a lot of goals this year. I know it's yeah. left, but I I think uh, with Kane, obviously I'm not sure if that's definitely gonna happen. Uh with Lukaku, I know he's absolutely amazing, but uh, I'm not so sure. Uh and yeah, I've just got this feeling that Sterling will play uh, from the right for Man City and bang a lot of goals. Yeah, I I actually went with Lukaku. I think um, we'll talk about that a little bit more when we get to our who's going to win the the Premier League. (laughs) But um, yeah, the community poll is at 31% Romelu Lukaku, 21% Harry Kane. Wow, the hate, the hate. (laughs) 22% 22% of Mohamed Salah and 26% as other. So it's pretty like it's still competitive, but a lot of people feel like it's going to be Lukaku. And I don't think that that's, I think that's a pretty safe bet. I think he comes in and he hits the ground running. And quite frankly, I don't want to be a defender watching him run towards me. Good luck, Rob. <laughs> Have fun so, with that. <laughs> so we had, we, we did, I, I don't know if all of his goals translate. I think I talked to you about this, Jess, on past streams. And so the big thing that Lukaku has added to his game is this out to in run, which is going to bang here. That's going to translate excellently. But this idea that his pick and roll run, I call it, <laughs> it kind of like a basketball term where he pins back his center back, receives on the half turn and just fires off and goes, right? That, that initial step in Italy is not done as well in the Premier League. So what I mean by that mm. is that in the Premier League, we're natural for a counter press and being very physical on the striker. And I don't think he gets the space that he was afforded in Serie A. So I'm accounting that, that a lot of his goals and his space that he creates is from that move. And it's not to say that he's bad at it, but the fact that the defenses are much more prepared for it, in fact, they all do it as like a baseline here, 
has to factor into his production. And so on one aspect, one thing that he's learned is definitely going to increase some of his goals, but I don't think his bread and butter is necessarily the, the golden child in the Premier League that it is. So he'll definitely score goals. He'll be up there for golden boot, but I think it's going to impact his production. I still think he gets more in Serie A than he does in the Premier League. All right, let's move into these Europa League spots. It's getting, it's, it's, look at that. Look at that. See, that's what I'm talking about. It's like when people are like, oh, mid-table. I'm like, mid-table now is nothing <sighs> like what it was a couple mm. of years ago. I mean, even three years ago. Like when we finished fifth, the league was not like this then. Like this is insane. So for me, for the Europa League spots, I'll start. Um, I have, I had, well, yeah, Leeds. And um, I guess Liverpool and us. Yeah. Um, and the it's not just Europa League, it's that Europa, Europa Conference thing as well. So that's that that additional spot. But I think... In Europa and, League, Liverpool? Yeah. Yep, I do. I have Liverpool. And basically, so my reason for Liverpool mm. is that I feel this team is quite stale. And even though I think that they'll have some of their better players back... I think that I don't think they've done enough to shake that team up. I think that people are going to think that it's going to be so much better, but I just have this weird feeling that they're going to fall off in terms of trying to get into those Champions League spots and it'll mess with them and they'll end up in Europa League. We have to also wow. look at how much those other teams have improved. I know, George, you don't think Manchester United is going to do the business. I actually think they're going to be quite formidable. I think they're going to be fighting. For, for for the Premier League title. So for me that leaves Liverpool on the outskirts because I think somebody else has a stronger has a stronger chance than but them. They're so good, Jess, as like a baseline. I rate them I, I rate them very highly, but they're I also like, feel like well just really just really really quickly, they have a lot of players that are coming off of very difficult injuries. And we know that it's not it's not linear. It's like sometimes you you come back and then you get hurt again. You come back and you get hurt again. And that's not just fringe players. We're talking about Virgil van Dijk. Kanate also has a dodgy injury record. Joe Gomez, Trent Alexander-Arnold, Joe, you know, Jordan Henderson, Thiago, Fabinho. All of these players are coming off of injuries. So for me, it's like I'm looking at them like a couple of injuries and they're done again. Klopp likes this really thin squad. That's not really ideal for the fixture congestion that we have plus injuries. So not that I don't think that they're a good team. But I think it's stale. I don't think they've done enough. I think they need a shakeup in midfield. They also need another forward because Jada, I think, solves kind of the Firmino issue. But I still think Klopp relies on Firmino and trying to fit the four of them in that spot together never really works. So for me, they just they miss it just barely. They miss it just barely. Hmm. Oh, I do I get. It. I feel like I feel like Klopp. I, I do get. I do get Jesse's uh, theory because there is this. There's also a vibe with Klopp over the past year. You know, he's really, really uh, aggy. You can tell, you know, a, a journalist asked him a question and he's really, really biting back. And I think that um, that nervous energy has translated on the team. But I would be very surprised if they finish outside the top four, simply yeah. because of Salah and Mane and Jota. And I think that will be their front three uh, next season, more so than Firmino playing. I'd be really yep. surprised. But Don't I totally get what Jesse's saying. Robertson has also gotten injured already. Tamikas so is excellent, but he's, he's... He has not played in the Premier League. Tamikas is an excellent League. prospect, though, and, he, and he'll be fine. And look, I, I really struggle with this. I've got... Look, there's two leagues, right? So for me, I've always felt like the league is going to be fought between two teams. And I think they're quite clear. And then you've got your third to sixth, and then you've got your sixth to tenth. 
kind of leagues. And those are the mini leagues for me. And the points are going to be very, very close. The one thing I really want to get at with, you know, Liverpool in, in terms of returning players, the aura that that brings to your team, the confidence and the way to play to a specific system is drastically different. The way that Liverpool were playing without those profiles in the squad hindered them absolutely massively. And when you've got a Kanate now, that's absolutely massive in terms of their defense right now. I really don't feel comfortable putting them Europa League. It, it has to be Champions League for me because as a team, there isn't a system out there that's outperformed everybody as much as Klopp. That's another thing that I don't think people are understanding where, sure, they've had injuries. I understand that they're slow to come back, but the idea that they're there, their presence, the world-class presence in their system means that they don't have to change. So for me, I'm really uncomfortable putting them Europa League. They're, they're for sure Champions League team for me. But but you've also got to look at another thing as well. The injuries, yes, they're going to be massive. I I I still think Van Dijk may not come back the way he the way he always has come back. I think there's there's going to be no, like we don't know. We don't. That's the truth of the matter. ACLs, we never know how someone's going to come back. But also, you've got to look at Salah's going to be gone for four games. Mane's going to be gone for four games. That's going to impact them as well. I know it's four games, and you know people are going to say, "Ah, oh, yeah, but it's only four games." But Mate, they've but got arguably the, the best back line in the world. They've look arguably, at the yeah, but that's if that's if they don't get injured. But there's a big, big possibility. And look, I do reckon there's gonna be injuries for them because of the way they play, the intensity they play at. There will be relapses of injuries, and I don't, I just don't think they've recruited enough, in my opinion, for me to think that they're gonna push on. I think it's 50-50. I think it's 50-50 as to what sort of season they have, but I would I would lean towards them having a successful season. I just think they've got uh, too much to fight for this year and I, I can't see them... I just can't see them having a, another indifferent season. I just think that would be fatal for their manager and for some of their players. So I've, I've just got this feeling that they'll bounce back. And, you know, I know it's not that important, but a, a rocking Anfield with all their fans back, I think that makes it's a huge difference. It's huge, well. man. So, like, when are you're we going to put Leicester in the Europa League and put Liverpool in the One hundred percent. There's no I'm, way Leicester. I'm very are comfortable. I am very comfortable reviewing this at the end of the season mm -hmm. <laughs> because I think Liverpool is going to be the one missing out. But that's fine. That's cool. That's cool. Uh, I don't. I don't. I don't think that. I don't. I. I completely. That, I'm that, with I'm, you, Souls. I'm with you. I think Liverpool just. I don't know. I'm very confident in having Liverpool chance. Firstly, why, I think, why, Lester, why I think we, Leicester makes the top four. I think why Leicester are we Europa, No, why are we Europa League? Why are we there? That's, that's the I didn't have us there. Be. I have us in Europa League. Do you? Could, oh, yeah, I do. I do. Go ahead, Harry. The floor is yours, I'm, baby. Go ahead. I mean, listen, can I read out my top eight? Or, or does that ruin the, ruin the show? Hey, it ruins it. Just say, just say your... Who, 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 who who's your third? Who's your third to eight? Yeah, take, 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 take third to eight. Yeah. Okay, okay. Is uh Liverpool third, Arsenal mm -hmm. fourth, yep. United fifth, Spurs sixth, Leicester seventh, Everton eighth. Did I hear Spurs? Me. I yeah. swapped Leicester and uh, and uh, Spurs in my calculations. I have that exact same thing. Mm. Well, I'll I love read you, my eight. <laughs> I literally um, have that exact same thing. 
Spurs and Leicester are swapped for me because remember uh, this is kind of what I want to happen, you know. So that's why I'm putting us fourth. And and you know, one team's got to drop out. And even though it's gonna be super unlikely that United are that team, I think if any of those teams are gonna underachieve, if any of these new signings are gonna underperform, it will be United. But I, I know for that's sure. a wild statement. I know they came second last year, blah blah blah, but it's just a vibe I've oh, got. You um, guys are on year. something Manchester United is such a good Premier League team. They may not do good in cups, but they have improved just enough. You guys, I think they're going to do something. But Varane is my my biggest flop of the season when you do do that. And and when and when you when you factor United, what's going on with all these? I know. I'll let I'll let I'll let George do his his flop now, and then we'll we'll get on with it. But go ahead, George. What were you going to say about Varane? Look, Varane is not the same Varane that people think he is from 2008. His last two times that he has come to the Premier League through the Champions League, by the way, but Champions League quality teams with Chelsea and City, he has been very bad and when you look at it he's going to be a good player he'll be okay but the expectation that Rafael Varane is this world-class signing that's going to push them over the edge I don't believe is going to be the case I actually made a bold prediction on my channel that I released earlier today that between the two Ben White will justify his signing next season a lot more than Rafael Varane will and not only that Rafael Varane will have a worse season than Ben White and I think that we will see that next season. The, the only issue I had was when you look at flops, you do have to compare price tag. And he is coming in for a very good price tag. But for me, I feel as though the expectation is that Varane is this world-class center back that's going to revolutionize their back line, where I feel as though Varane will flop, but Maguire will have a world-class season. He'll have a great season, but Varane will not have a great season. And so... Look, when I look at United, I don't, I, don't, I don't agree, Jess, that they have a great team. I think they have a great individuals. I do not think they have a great team. When I'm looking at it, a lot of them rely on their ball-striking ability, which is great in the Premier League. It does do that. It gave Spurs a freaking half-decade of relevance. But when you're looking at winning titles, when you're looking at winning systems and chance creation, I don't see United as having a coherent system that battles to the very top. And so for me... I feel as though that they're going to falter this season. And yeah, I do have us getting fourth because I think that a lot of our transfer window hasn't been completed yet. And I really do believe that with us, the idea that we are crap is the biggest misnomer in football. I think that it matters from the 26th of December to the end of the season, we were second. And we weren't second by chance or it was close. It was clear. Our record was absolutely clear. And for me, I believe that matters. So, yeah, I, I do believe that fourth is going to be our little misnomer and call it a little bit of bias, whatever you want. But I'm happy to return to this kind of at the end of the season. I do think Man United uh, fumbled the bag, really. Yeah, just just quickly, I think um, United did come second last year, but we have to remember, you know, Football happens in cycles, and, and last mm. year Chelsea were have a row off season, Liverpool had a row yep. off season. Obviously, we did. Um, Spurs were up and down under Mourinho, a lot of changes. So, there are many teams, you know, that they were just weren't the as worst. good as they should be. Yeah, essentially. So, that that's why I think this year, with Chelsea coming back strong, I believe mm-hmm. Liverpool coming back stronger, and hopefully us as well. Um, I think that, you know, us finishing fourth is, is a, a stretch, and maybe, you know, it's a bit of a blind hope, but. Hey, it's better, better to believe, and you know, hopefully, hopefully we can 
we can you know Believe. change a lot of people's minds and 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 you never know stranger things have happened and like george said you know we're not as bad as we think we are so a few more signings uh i think i think we can do it obviously if we don't make those signings and additions then then it's not going to happen but if we do make those signings in the right areas but guys, I but think Big if, we're challenge. not talking about if, oh, we no, it is, it's it current. It we're talking about current. Can I, yeah. can What's I read the now? super chat real mm. quick? To hear put in a super chat saying, I'm waiting for Jessica to put Chelsea as champion so I can go eat. We won't. Yeah. Well, look, I'm gonna, I, w- I want to put my, say my little piece here. Because you guys have been, y'all been, you guys are wild. I don't know what, okay. what crap they're smoking. <laughs> I don't think there's. I just Do you know what it is? For, for, for two months, I've Harry, George, open a window, please. Assume every single room. fan, our own fans, tell us how, how terrible we are. So I'm just, I want to back it. Is, is I want to back just it. It's fine, you know, but I, I actually have Man United as second and City third, Leicester fourth, Liverpool fifth, Arsenal sixth. That's City what I have. Third. Yeah. City third and Liverpool I outside the Champions League. I'm I'm not I'm not going off of just oh my gosh look at how many world class players they have in their team. I just watched them play against Leicester and they just looked okay. I know they're going to get their some of their players back, but I think there's a weakness there that if they don't address it with Harry Kane, it's going to be it's going to be an issue. And I'm not 100% sure that Harry Kane leaves and goes to Man City. I'm not. I'm not convinced. Even if he does go, okay, yeah. There's still a team that I think is better. You know, so there's that. But I think this is where we're going. We're going to be scrapping in a second. We're going to be scrapping Wait, in a City, second. I can feel it. City third, I got, though? I can't, yeah, I can't get City third. No. I can't get it. Take City back out for a second. You can't put them there. Well, no, no one's decided that yet. United okay, so, Champions League. So United Manchester United yeah, is yeah. here. So We're clearly getting overrun. So, yeah, put them there. These two are very clearly, by the way, the title challengers. I very yeah. much think that it's not even close. I think it's it's a it's a two-horse race between the two. You know, and then, like I said, be... three to six, and then six to tenth is are like the two little tables that you compete with. This this title race is going to be reminiscent of what Liverpool and City did, where mm. they got. I'm not saying they're going to get 98 points or whatever the fuck it was, but it's going to be so fucking close, like to the wire. It's going to be whoever beats each other is going to win it. I don't I think it's that close. I don't think I it's do. that close. I do. No, because uh, look here. I'll I'll say my piece. Look, City are absolutely the team that blow away with quality. Um, in terms of people saying, I don't know if they have the output. They did it last season. They didn't rely on Aguero or really anybody, and they ran away with it. They're just a team that's just way too far out there. In terms of Chelsea, I do think they struggle with the back three kind of mid season. They're gonna they're gonna run into that hole. It always happens. There's not been a back three that's been successful over two seasons. It's not happened in the Premier League. And so I think to say that, you know, without precedent that they're going to somehow manage a back three system. Last season, though. Sorry? I wouldn't say they were successful last season. They I would. They won the Champions it. League with it. Oh, For yeah. Sure. But, it was... but in the Premier League, they, they, were, they still got They were season. good. They were great in the well, Premier League. In, they the, were, they in were, that they second were half of the season, they were fourth, I think. quite yeah, yeah, good. But, but yeah. do you count that as a full season, though? No, I count no, that as a half season. Whatever. I, I want to count there. our half season. If we're going to count our half season, we have to count theirs. I think we have to be fair on that. I think we should go around in a circle and say <laughs> which we th- like for the champions. Give our our answer for why we think it's going to be City or Man um, or Chelsea, because that's where we're at, aren't we? You know. <laughs> so Harry, I want you to go first. 
Who do you think is going to win it? Uh, <coughs> sorry. Uh, Man City, uh, best team in the league, best manager in the league. They strengthened, and even if they don't replace Aguero, there is enough goals and flexibility and fluidity in their system to, to consistently create chance after chance after chance. So, for me, uh, City win it comfortably. I'm going to go next. So, I think... <laughs> <laughs> Harry, it's me and you so... against the world, I guess. So... So Chelsea and, Chelsea and Man City <laughs> were the two they're, – they're the two best teams, like, by far. I do agree with that, kind of, in a way. I do think Manchester United has done just enough, and they're good enough in the league to do their thing, but that's just me. Now, mm-hmm. with the difference between Manchester City and Chelsea, I think the addition of Grealish is less impactful for Manchester City than Lukaku is for Chelsea. That instantly makes them, to me, the best team. Then when you start looking at depth, I think all around – Chelsea has better depth in every single position than Manchester City. Manchester City, if you look at their fullbacks, well, first of all, let's look at their left backs. I don't know about you, but I don't think Mendy and Zinchenko is better than Chilwell and Alonso. I just don't. You know, so when I look at their... Okay, one. That's one, but even... Everywhere else, they're better. No, I don't... I don't. Depth-wise, all the way through. Midfield, up at attack. Yeah, okay, so, I, I, I get I get the left back thing. I get it, but in the same respect, I mean, Fabian Delph play left back. For them okay, so if you if you want to take that out, if you want to take if you want to take that out, let's let's go back. Well. Let's go back to just the simple fact that to me, Lukaku is just he's a game changer, and I don't think Jack Grealish is going to make as an impactful difference. And Chelsea is just barely off; like they're not really that far behind Manchester City, and I don't really think. They really are. Now we talk about managers. Yes, Pep they don't is have a DM back. or a center back that's able to really do it. You add Kunde to that. You add maybe a DM. Then we can maybe talk. But I think is Conte not a DM? Uh, he, Does Conte not exist? That is not. No. And Golo Conte, are you serious? Like no, no, no okay. he's a DM. We're not saying he's not a DM. By the way, they we're just need, saying he's not a presence need, DM. He's not a presence DM. They need another fulcrum. If you add Rice to that team Ooh, with Kunde, <laughs> sounds rough, good. Should I leave, that's should I even come sorry. back? Should I come back in five minutes? I'll come. Back. I, all I gotta say is that Lukaku is a game changer, and I think that Tuchel, with yeah. what he's doing, their their trajectory is also better than Manchester City's at the moment. I think they're going up. I think Manchester City is kind of trying to figure out who they are still. Again, Jack Grealish doesn't make that big of a difference, in my opinion, to that team. Lukaku just, it takes them up another level. They win the league, period. You know, that's just me. And I cannot believe yeah, you guys but- just told me that Conte is not a difference maker in that team. Oh no, I didn't God. say yes, that. No, 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 Jess, you no, no, no. completely mistaken that. You completely Okay, not, a fulcrum of this, of that. N'Golo Conte and who was it? Kovacic and Jorginho? That's not a title winning midfield. It's Come on. it's better than it's it's gonna beat most teams in the league. It's not better oh. than Manchester City. Yeah, Lukaku up top is better than what City has. Yeah, but it does, it's that's in one position. It's in one position. It's but that's the, that is the difference maker for Chelsea, is the striker position. That's midfield. all that they really didn't have. But not in midfield. I think, I think Chelsea will have a really good season. I actually just think Yo. defensively, I think defensively is where they're a little bit more suspect. But I agree, you know, Lukaku's a great season. I just still think Man City uh, will win the league. And when I say comfortably, I mean 
you know, I'm not saying they're going to win it by, you know, 15, 15 points. But I, yeah, I do, I do think they will. I just think, I still think, I think Tuchel's done an amazing job. And I'm not taking away anything from Chelsea. And I think they're going to potentially finish second, which is still, you know, still pretty, pretty damn good. I just think City are, are the finished article. And I think they proved that last year without Aguero, Jesus not really doing a lot. They yeah. were still comfortably beating teams. And I think the same applies this year. I think the same. Yeah. I don't think it matters. I don't think they necessarily need Kane. I think Sterling as a false nine. I think Mares uh, as a false nine or whoever it is. I still think they score a lot of goals. But I'm not Look, doubting they, that Lukaku will, will, will have a great season at Chelsea. Not one bit. But I just, I just think Man City are more complete. And it's not only that, Harry. What it is for me is that City has shown that they can do it in different formations. Tuchel has not done that. And at the end of the day, I feel as though mid-season, there's going to come a point in the season where that back three is going to be challenged. And he's going to have to change system. They're gonna, there's going to be a point when that gets found out because I have not seen a back three last for more than a season. I just haven't. And so for me, factually, what you have to do is when they meet their tough times, because for me, it's not just the striker position. It's really the midfield. That's the problem with Chelsea for me. And also defensively, because when you switch systems from a back three to a back four, that's the biggest change. And between the two, Manchester City has far and away more depth in midfield and in defense for a title challenge. And while Chelsea will win games because they have the striker advantage, they will not have enough for a sustained challenge because they will meet their, ma- their match, really, in a back three system. That's the biggest well, thing for me. Can, can I, I say, because I haven't really said anything yet. Go, well, yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah. The real look, this is this is for me the reality, right? Like Man City have played without a striker. They've been doing it. Aguero gets injured constantly. Even if you want to take when Aguero's had those moments and they've had Aguero fit, he gets injured a lot to the point where they have to then change their system to not rely on a striker. And they've done it. They've put Gundogan there, they've put Foden there, and they've done a good job. Yes, like you know, Gundogan could be in midfield, they switch like you know, in game and whoever's actually the the sole centre there, but whereas with Chelsea, like we've got to understand this sort of three back, it's brilliant for cup competitions. I'm not denying it. This sort of five back, three back formation is absolutely perfect. By the way, if you can execute it right and you can have the right profile of players to win a cup competition, where you're relying on less games to be won, or you're relying on tight results where you can get the one nil, nick a one nil, and defend your fucking lives for it. <laughs> Whereas within the Premier League. How long is that? It's not sustainable. And it's one of the things, like, look, I'm not comparing Chelsea and Arsenal, but it was one of our undoings because it stopped us being creative. It stopped us being, and it exposed us from that. People want to talk and about content. it. Let's talk about it. It's never you know, been done October, before. Yeah, October to, October to well, December, what was the formation we played? It was the five-back until ESR came into the system. That's when we went to four-back, and that's what wins. You've got to go for games sometimes, and I just don't know whether Chelsea are will. And this is the thing. The, the questions will be answered in the season for me. Can Tunchell change that team into a four-back and still sustain their defensive solidity? I just don't see it until they sign. And that's the problem if they sign people to fill that role. And that's why when I say, and, and I'm going to go back to the Kante one, I'm not denying Kante as a DM. Yeah, that was mis- he is yeah. the best DM. But what I'm talking about, when you go into sort of a fallback, you do sometimes in certain games need a presence. You need someone that's like a brick, like a like a solid DM, not someone who's an engine. There's a difference. I don't, I think people are mis 
taking what me and George are saying. I'm not arguing that Kante ain't good, by the way. There, there can be very good players, but in certain situations, and you need a different profile of player to really help you do certain things. He's more a Partey DM than he is a Fabinho yeah. DM. This is what we're saying. There's different well, types of DMs, it, and for yeah. me, in order yeah, to compete, but Man City doesn't have that either. I think Chelsea. They really, don't need I've that to win the title. Sorry, though. They haven't. I think. Okay, I think Chelsea I, are really strong want... in midfield. I think Chelsea is super strong in midfield. I, I think Jorginho is brilliant. I think Kante is brilliant. I think actually Kov Kovacic is a really good player, really good, really good, you know, dribbling it out of tight spaces and whatnot. But, and I know a lot of Chelsea fans are referencing their Champions League performance, which I totally get why you would use that as a as a, as a metric for how good you are defensively. But, but in the Premier League, you know, there were games when you conceded a lot of goals to the teams lower down in the table. And I just think defensively... Uh, you're not as resilient as as you should be in the Premier League. Uh, obviously, tournament football is is totally different. But yeah, I still think Chelsea are going to have a great season. This isn't Chelsea slander whatsoever. But I don't see how we can convincingly say they're going to win the league when uh, when there's still uh, an uncertainty around when City's uh, done that... it in such a dominating form, and the only one to do it was an elite Liverpool team with the best mm. structure and the best players available in their prime. Whereas the previous bookend seasons. When they went back-to-back, back, by the way, they did it not just like one-two points, not just with one or two games. They clearly annihilated the competition. All again without consistent goal strikers, by the way, in all of their yeah, seasons. I, I think City struggled initially the, when... I get the striker thing, but like, I, I just... Yeah, yeah Kane's a proven it's, goal scorer. They can't, they can't get anywhere yeah. above the into the champion. They struggle. Uh, so me, it's not about me... one position. Let me read these super chats real, real, real quick. G Kasi says, if Chelsea are sus defensively, so is City. It's a two-goal difference. And Tahir yeah. says, boys, you're not taking into consideration. It's hard to repeat. I also think that as well. It's very difficult to defend. It is. Guess who did it? I like <laughs> I I get it. Like I hear you guys. I'm still I'm gonna I'm gonna stick to my guns. I still think Chelsea is gonna win it. I'm not saying they're gonna run away with it. I think Lukaku is the difference, and I think that team can do it period you know so but we will come back to this <laughs> we will um let's see let's see some of these comments you guys are talking to each other keenan says fernandino oh, is like 50 years old as well this season Ozzy also says, just give him a free win <laughs> these chelsea fans got you gas would will be humbled to grow to i don't know what you game week mean. two Oh, game with two RJM. Um, Man City have Rodri and Fernandinho. This is true. Yeah, Every Rodri's team the has their own foundation um, formation. So it just you know, like when Man City different. lost, you know, when they lost company a few years ago, and you can kind of saw that effect that it had on the team, and they really struggled to replace. And now I just see like Stones has gone up an another gear, Diaz is you know, is solid. Yeah, I just, I just feel like I feel like there's no uncertainty around their team or quality, they're not missing anything, and I. And if they do get Kane, I just can't, I can't see it. But maybe Chelsea, you know, do go and do it. But man, if Chelsea do win the league next year, I mean, it's going to have to be some, some. I believe some I don't record think it, points. Record I don't think points. it's no? going to be DM, like a. If they get a DM, I'll switch. That's all. Because I think they get Kunde. To be fair to them, I said their defense is, needs to be addressed. I think they do address it. To be fair, I think they do get. Kunde, who they absolutely need. Like, I'm seeing ridiculousness online that they don't need another central defender. They absolutely do need another one. And Kunde's perfect for them. He'll, he'll do absolutely insane things for them. Uh, but they need a DM. They need a Chuameni. They need somebody that's a reference in that hole, whether it's Rice, you want to go Aurelian Chuameni. I, I don't care. They need a DM in order to challenge for the league. And it's a huge hole for me. It's a massive, massive hole. 
um, because I don't think their midfield is creative enough on its own without that reference. Like they need something more because they're going to switch to a back four. And that's the tough thing in a three, you can get away with it. You can get away with that because your fullback supply a lot of the creativity. And I don't think you can do that in a four. And so when they do go to a four, they're going to be caught in sure transition. Are you sure that he's going to switch to a four? You ha- Jess, it's never been done. In, in the Premier League, there hasn't been a period where a team's lasted more than a season in a three. Conte even had to change it. There's, yeah. there's literally we'll no see, precedent. I, I haven't seen any indications that they would switch. I don't think Koundé says switch. Like, I really don't. But that's just me. He's a four. He's a four defender. Mm-hmm. He can. So that's I mean, why it's such a good play, purchase. He could, he could play <laughs> this is going to go on forever, okay. isn't it? This is going to go on for ages. I can feed it. Yeah, I don't know. Just agree to disagree. Yeah. I, I don't, I don't, I don't see it that way, to be honest. But let's go to. We have a couple more. Let's talk about the young player of the year. Do mm. we have mm. any ideas about that one? I'll go to Souls first. I'm being biased in it. I'm going to be so biased. It's going to be Bakayo Saka for me. I just think, I just think, I think what it is, I think the Euros has done him really well in terms of just getting eyes on him. I think one of the key reasons to why is because, oh, Arsenal are flops, Arsenal are eighth, Arsenal are eighth. So no one really saw how good Saka actually was. But I think he, he, he's going to elevate. And I think there's going to be, especially if we can get the signings done that we need to get in, such as a Madison coming in. Um, and and I don't know what what it'll be a midfielder or right back coming in. I just think he his game's going to be elevated this year, and um, he's going to do a lot better than people think. So I, I I'm going to go with Saka this year. George, what do you think? Uh, I struggled with this one. Um, I think I actually went with Emil. I think he's going to have actually a better season than. Um, you know, even Saka, I think, unfortunately, Saka is going to struggle at the start of the season. He's such a good, good player. You know, I love Saka. I'm probably his biggest defendant on here. I, I just think he starts a little slow, um, especially with what's happened kind of over the summer. Um, but I think Emil is really the breakout, I think, for this team. And he just carries that extra little bit of impetus. I don't think he's had his breakout season yet. Whereas Saka, we know what Saka is going to do. So the big issue that I'm going to find is they were already doing it kind of towards the end of the season, but they're going to triple and double mark him. And everyone knows that Saka is really the danger man. And he's going to have to find ways in order to kind of get out of that. And it's not that he'll be bad, but it's just the fact that he's double marked and triple marked that he will struggle with initially. Everybody does kind of on their way up. And I think once he figures out that he'll be good. But for me, Emil Smith Rowe is going to have, the breakout of the season because I don't think many teams know about him too much anymore. And he's done probably 40% of what I've seen Emil do in the Academy. And he hasn't believed that he's part of the first team yet. So we haven't seen any near to what, you know, Emil's potential is. So I I see him as probably, you know, other good shouts as well. Jaden, like you can't discount Sancho. Um, When you see seasons of 30 plus goals and assists for years and back to back seasons, you can't not, you know, at least give it a shout. So I'm really tough to not say Jaden Sancho, but call it bias a little bit. And I think I'm allowed that as an Arsenal fan. So I'll put Emil Smith Rowe in there. But I think Sancho is probably a very good betting arm because he's ridiculous. Harry? 
Um, I think it's going to be between Havertz. I think he'll have a really good season. Um, and I've got a weird feeling that Greenwood's going to be quite good this year. I think we might even It'll see him centrally, centrally a little bit more as well. Um, but yeah, I'm going to go, going to go with Havertz. I think. I went with Havertz. Um, I think he's due a breakout season. I think he's going to do well. He did the struggle thing in this first year, which is natural. Like, you know, I think we have to be consistent. You know, most players, I mean, not most, but it's not out of the realm of possibility that you struggle in your first year in the Premier League. And I feel that our players do it, their players do, but like Havertz is a class player and I think he'll be the breakout and I think he'll help Lukaku. I think he'll be really good in that, in that front line. So, so yeah, what are you guys laughing at? It's like I was going to say oh. Theo Walcott, to be honest. I was I was going to say Walcott, but I realized he's like in his You know what's cr- like, think about this like, Theo Walcott is older than a bombing. Yeah, that is isn't mad, that isn't crazy. It? That is, is why is it crazy? Walcott's been around for because donkey you just years. don't think of him like that. Like, you know what I mean? Like, when I see Theo, I still see like young Theo. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I just don't. You know, you know who's also just worth a mention? Like, if you're going to shout Greenwood, another breakout star who really should, and if Chelsea do want a challenge for the title and do actually win it, somebody that has to do well for them is Callum Hudson-Odoi. Like, I rate that kid so highly, and I'm afraid about what's been done to him kind of in the last couple seasons. That's a kid that he doesn't get talked about enough, really, in these debates. And he is an absolutely elite talent. And you know what? I I think really he should leave Chelsea if he's not going to get the opportunity because we're talking about a Saka Sancho level talent here. And he just hasn't had the chance to really display it. And for me, he he displayed some of the most world-class numbers I've seen from creative passing, especially with, you know, the time that he spent on the pitch. And I just think that, you know, Callum has to play. I, I don't get why he's not. Maybe Chelsea fans in the comments, you can tell me why he hasn't been playing because it, it's ridiculous to me. He's that level of talent. And if you're going to rate him as highly as that, which I do, then he absolutely needs to be up there for, for shouts of, of the season, really. So um, Chelsea yeah. have just got some, they've got some great depth, haven't they, in the wide areas, essentially. They have a lot yeah. of options. And then they flirted with him at the wing back role, which is obviously. You know, I don't know if it suits him down to the ground, but yeah, I mean, he is someone that yeah. is a is a decent player. But yeah, I I just think there's so much more to see from him. But I do agree. There I is. think he should. I think he should leave for sure. Because I thought he he should have. I mean, I don't I don't know if Dortmund was was interested. I know that they would have preferred Saka to replace Sancho, but they obviously knew that that was out of the possibilities. But I thought Callum Hudson Odoi is a good shout to go to Dortmund to replace mm. Sancho. Like that would be a good place for him to develop and like do his thing and eventually somebody in England or even like a Bayern Munich would buy him. Like, later I don't on. know. I, I think it's politics. Every time I talk to, to, to Chelsea fans that are like semi-reasonable, you know, they all tell me it's complete politics with who they have to play with Werner and trying to keep him in. And by the way, when you have a Lukaku like that, man, Callum would slap in that system on the left wing, mm. you know? And, and I really think that, you know, it doesn't make sense to me why he's not been played more. Um, but yeah, anyways, I'll stop. Just because I think people think I have a bias towards Chelsea because of how I treated them on the stream. But uh, Callum... How? You is... didn't say that they were going to win the league. How? <laughs> That's bias, apparently. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I know. Callum will absolutely have a shout. And yeah, but my, no, my pick is Emile Smith-Rowe. I, I don't think people know him enough. 
to be honest with you. Us Arsenal fans will scream, you know what, it's going to be Saka 2.0. How all the Arsenal fans were saying, Saka will get a spot in the England squad. Saka will force his way in the team. And then everyone's like, oh, you're idiots. It's The same thing's going to happen with Emil, you know, th- this season. He's going to absolutely blow. Jess, we haven't put Spurs anywhere in, have we? Are we just leaving them? They're mid-table. They're next to Everton. Are they? Where are they? Mid-table, next to Everton. It's very hard to see, but they're there. Yeah. They're right there. Oh, yeah, sorry. They are, yeah. I thought we just just took them out of the list just just to be sporty. Yeah. Yeah, take that, Spurs. You're not even in the table. Yeah. (laughs) Okay, who will be the player of the year? I think last season it was um, Kevin Diaz. I yeah, I think we did. Did we, did we do that already? Oh, yeah, I did KDB. I did KDB. No, we did it. Yeah, I think oh, Alan, yeah. Yeah, but he's going to get player of the year too. You Same. think he's going to get player of the year as well? Yeah, he's going to break the record, mm. get player of the year. I think he's just going to get given it because he breaks the record. Fire them yeah. to the championship. So, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> because just, because obviously we've all agreed that Man City are going to win the league, and we think I can't wait to rub that in your face later. Yeah, I can't freaking wait. I can't you believe you're defending Chelsea so much. I'm not defending. I'm defending my choices. Like you know, I I don't want them to win. I mean, for mm. my ego, now that I said that, I think they would. Yeah, that would be cool. But like, they're they're Chelsea. I don't want them to win. I just come think... on, shite. Come on. When I look at their team, I just see like, okay, yeah, and I think their trajectory is up. And I think get a DM and the calculus sideways. changes. I'm I'm with yeah. you if they get a DM because I think they get Kunde or a very good center back as well. They're 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 gonna get a a, a center back really. So I, I, if they get a DM, then yeah, the debate is yeah. wide open. Someone yeah. mentioned Sun in the comments. Sun's a really good shout actually for either for player yeah, of the year. Goals. Uh, I think a lot of goals, maybe not for player of the year, but I think he'll have a really good season at Spurs. Actually. I can't I stand really him. Well. He has such I a know. slappable face. He <laughs> he's going to take over the Kane him. mold, isn't he? You know, when Kane I goes, so, yeah. he's going to he's going to take their uh, goal responsibility. Yeah, I think we'll see him. We'll see him playing through the middle, and I think he'll do really well yeah. this year. He'll be a, a very good but obvious fantasy pick. <laughs> awesome, you guys! This is so much fun. Have we done flop? Sorry, have we done flop of the year? Oh, let's do our flops. Okay, so flop. Floppy, floppy Tuesdays. So oh, George, I, George has done his. I think sorry. George already did his. So Souls, who's who's yours? I agree with George. Oh, you I don't know why. I do know why, actually. Look, if anyone has genuinely watched La Liga, forget Champions League, forget about mm-hmm. everything else. But if you've genuinely watched La Liga, you would have Horrible. seen that this guy has declined horribly like i'm talking it is disgusting it's a it's a crime against humanity how much this guy is without ramos he's a different player yeah and the people that have watched him there's there's so many things there's so it's not even just one thing what what got him out of trouble a lot was because he was he was a quick defender but he seems to have i don't i don't know what it is maybe maybe it's a lack of ambition maybe it's just his cbas with madrid I, i really don't know what it is but he doesn't seem to have that pace he did he Lost seems to be easier to get souls. past. Yeah, um, just a lot. Just I, I, I don't think he's as good. I, I think people are thinking Varane that won the Champions League, Varane with Ronaldo. Like that's what people are thinking. It's not that, bruv. Like man's got to play next to Maguire. Yes, it, do you know what it is? I think with United, Maguire's class. though. sorry, Maguire. No, 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 Maguire's class. Let me get to the point. Let me get to the point. What people are thinking is, oh yeah, we've had Lindelof. Yes, it's an upgrade. Yes. But it's not hard to be an upgrade for United right now. Yeah. Like uh, there's many defenders you can get. 
and, and they'll look better than Lindelof. I'm sorry. Or Bayi doesn't play, so I won't diss him. He's flipping hospital FC. Like he I don't know when he's fit. If he is, he plays a game, gets injured again, so cool. And he makes his cameo appearances, gets his wages, and he fucks off to the hospital. Um but yeah, no, I just think Varane's gonna because his expect look, you've got to think, yeah, he's getting yeah, 40 million pounds. Okay, cool. But then they forget about this 400, 400 a week that he's going to get paid, the, the add-ons he's going to get, the sign-on bonus he got. Oh, yeah, that doesn't count, does it? Unless it's Arsenal, we all become accountants and we start adding finances into this. But no, I just think the expectation he has to what yeah. he actually will do. People, th- I'm not. By the way, I'm not saying you can't call him more class, but I just think that status for him has gone for me. I just don't think he's world class right now. But people think he is. But I just don't see it. So, unfortunately for me, from an expectation standpoint, more than a price tag standpoint, you'll live up to a £40 million player, but not to a world-class defender that people keep thinking he is. Yeah. Harry, do you have a different one? Yeah, I'm going to say Sancho. Um, I think for the amount of time the deal has taken, I think for the hype uh, surrounding Sancho... I think, I think flop's going to be a harsh word, but I think he'll, I think he'll struggle the most um, out of all of the big signings. So, I'm going to say Sancho. Obviously, there'll be other players who have been in the Premier League a lot longer who won't perform as well. But in terms of you know a new transfer coming in, I think Sancho is going to struggle, and only because just you know a similar reason why he didn't really make an impact for for England. I just think he'll have similar problems in the Premier League, and I do know he's done absolutely wonderful in Germany, but Man United don't have Haaland, so I. Th- think he will struggle we have a super chat here from bean plays <laughs> bean plays says the disrespect to villa is unreal because they took your number one target in bundia which he was not and made you resign esr to giving him the number 10 jersey which doesn't make sense villa will finish six okay like okay like you know what i mean like i feel the idea that Buendia was our number one target is very if we respond we're justifying the rivalry to just look it's it's convenient that's such a convenient narrative but thank you so much for your super chat you guys my flop is gonna be Grealish um not because quite similarly to Harry it's it's not that I think he's gonna have like this horrendous season it's more about is the hype gonna live up to what actually translate on the pitch I don't think so I don't think he's gonna make a hundred million pound difference to Manchester City because they already have World Cup class players I think he's going to struggle to fit the system that doesn't mean that not in the next season that he won't have a great season but I think this one he'll struggle just a little bit to find his footing to figure out how to play in a system that's a lot more stringent than what he played in at Villa and I think halfway through the season people might be saying was he worth the 100 million we all know that the prices are inflated and all that kind of stuff but ultimately go ahead yeah like, just because you're on the topic of it, why is the price tag so important when we know you just got to pay what you got to pay now? Like, Ben White's not a £50 million player, in my opinion. Like, if we just because take everything away from it, like, just, just look at it. It'll, it'll never be that. It will, yeah. It'll yeah. never, ever be that. Like, when we start talking about... So I why mean, does it ben matter? White, so if, if Ben White is great, nobody talks about the price tag. If he has one bad game, they'll be like, is he worth the £50 million? That's just, that's the price you pay when, I mean... When yeah, because for me, I don't like, care what they cost, like, in person. I mean, we don't, but when to we be start fair, talking though, about, like, that's the way you you have you have to go that in that direction because you have to be worth what they paid for you. Like, you know what I mean? That's how you kind of yeah, de- like define it. It's a flop. 
it's that, not like relative. It's not like relative to the team of what they can pay. I think what ends up happening is we use price as a yardstick for talent ID. So like what I mean by that is typically your transfer fee is what you're worth and what you're worth is what your talent is. And so when you purchase somebody for a hundred million pounds, you're saying they're a game changer that consistently changes the game for you. Top three in their position. Um, somebody that constantly digs you out of a hole is the difference maker. And, and I agree with Jess. Like I really struggled between this one and Varane for myself. Um, not because Grealish isn't a good player. He's a great player. I just think he'll be restricted in that system. And a hundred million pounds means I need you banging 20 goals and assists every year. You need to be the reason that city win the league. You need to be the one winning the champions league. And I don't know if he right? gets the freedom to do that, but I actually think the distance, though, is a lot different. So that's the only thing where I differ, where I think everyone will see that Grealish's class. It's just he can't express himself fully. I think people believe that Varane is world-class and he's just good. Like, yeah, that, yeah. that gap let's, for me, me is bigger just, in the town. I just want to say, like, look. So when I'm looking at it this way, I'm like, okay, so look at the difference between the two players that Man City want, Harry Kane and Jack Grealish. If you pay $100 million Jack Grealish, it's kind of like, okay, his his goal output has never really been that much. Like, do you know what I'm saying? Like, he's a really good player. You spend $100 million on Harry Kane, you get so many goals from that. And then that looks like, if he does that, then it's like, okay, I can see why. Because the goals, that's the difference between you winning the Champions League or not. A couple of dribbles from Jack Grealish isn't necessarily the difference between winning the Champions League or not. That's why I'm saying, like, and it's not that I technically am sitting here like, why did they pay $100 million for Jack Grealish? I think he's a, a phenomenal player. When we're talking about flops and we're talking about somebody that's really hyped, I think halfway through the season, people will be like, did he really make as big of a difference as people thought he was going to make based on the price tag? You know what I'm saying? That's all, that's all it really is. Yeah, but other than a striker, that's never going to be the case at City for me. Mm. Unless, or, or maybe... Or any I'm... team, Souls, yeah. for that matter. Because output, like, look, it's it's a tough debate. I just, I think when I look at flop, I don't necessarily look at justifying price tag. I look at misconceptions of talent ID. So if you took 10 people out there, how many people would say that Grealish had a good, had a good season? I think 8 or 10 uh, out of 10 are, are going to say that for City. And I don't believe that same logic applies to Varane. I think at the start of the season, a lot of people will, will say probably eight or nine out of 10 would say, yeah, Varane's going to have a great season. And I think come the end of the season, that evaluation won't be the same. Forgetting the, the price difference, mm -hmm. like Varane is not half the player that Grealish is. And I think these are really weird debates because, you know, prices aren't a, a marker of talent ID, like the way that we use them. So I think when you look at flop and these things, which is a big word, you know, I think that causes everybody to like get their hair it's up. It's kind of fun as well. Um, like, I don't think it's necessarily yeah. like that deep. Like I'm not, you know, when you say flop, mm. I think people get very like thing about it. Like we're literally joking. Like it's not yeah. that serious. Like, you know what I mean? But great show, you guys. I think we did super <laughs> good. We did go over, but it's, it's perfectly fine. There's still about 176 of you guys watching on all platforms. Make sure you like the video and subscribe to the channel. Remember that tomorrow memberships are going to be available. You can just go to the channel and press join, and then you'll see all the different tiers, and then you can pick one, and they're all under $5, so $5 a month, which is pretty affordable. And we kind of went through what the what you'll get, but it'll be more specific there, so you can look at it 
from there. But tomorrow we'll be doing specific to Arsenal predictions. So how many goals are we going to score? Where are we going to finish? Who's going to be our top goal scorer, our uh, breakout star, all of that kind of stuff. So we're going to get into the nitty gritty about Arsenal and then we can have even more debates. And because I think we wanted to get into that today is what I see in the chat box. But this is just more Premier League, you know, in, in general, you know. But did you guys have fun? Yeah, absolutely. Exactly. We stirred the pot. Great to be we back. Great to, great to chat to you guys. Yeah, Chelsea don't like us. I'm happy. <laughs> well, I want to go back to this, though. Um, see them, so I do want to go back to this end of the transfer window, though, because I, I, I think that a lot of these things mm -hmm. are fluid situations, and a lot of those reasonings may be backed sure. up, like, you know, and it might change a bit. So I think maybe we can have a, a recapped version of this kind of uh, after the transfer window. Yeah, we'll we'll probably refer to it a couple of times. We'll do it after the transfer window, probably a midway review, see if our things, you know, and have you guys apologize to me when Chelsea is at the top of the league. So yeah. What's gonna happen? It, who's who has to do something if if they're wrong? We have to have like some sort of wager or something. It can't be nothing. Yeah, we do. Yeah, after the transfer we're window, let's mix that. Let's mix that. Transfer window is final league positions because then squads are complete. I really feel uncomfortable with this, but after the transfer window, let's do that. And maybe in the comments, you guys can think of like uh, okay, like legal things that we oh, can no, do. No, 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 no. Let's let's not make it legal. Let's make it illegal. Let's make it savage. Okay, if we're gonna lose, then we need to lose. Uh, bad, you want Giorgios to come out on camera? I don't know. Yeah, I want to we'll, see we'll some dark stuff. The darker, the better. The darker, the better. <laughs> you guys, make sure you like the video and subscribe to the channel. We'll be back tomorrow, exact same time, from Arsenal predictions. So, yep. Yeah, see you guys then. Bye, guys. Oh.